Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am Natalie Miller-Snell, and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, on International Women's Day on the 8th of March this month, I helped out at the Media Trust Women's Voices event and got to support an absolutely wonderful charity whose CEO and director is joining me today. She's an author, journalist, speaker, and has background in gender-based violence and domestic abuse. And I am beyond thrilled to have her on the show. Please put your hands together for the absolutely fabulous Rashida Rashanti Malcolm. <laughs> thank you thank you and i'm i'm so happy to be here and it's spring and it, the sun is shining here in london it's fantastic thank you doesn't it change everything actually when the sun shines it really you know you wake up you hear the birds you, you just have a different sensation rather than the, the kind of dark and, and the coldness it changes everything everything you're so right you know so yeah brilliant sorry well listen it's absolutely fantastic to have you on and as i mentioned we we met a few weeks ago now uh, on international women's day wonderful um session organized by media trust to help support charities and kind of you know understanding actually from my point of view the kind of needs and wants and and where charities um have a few struggles and how we can possibly help and the, the all of the work that goes behind it as well and, and the, the things that you're doing which is really wonderful so for folk who are listening who aren't necessarily familiar with your good self let's hear a bit about you how you know you're a writer you're you're currently just finished your third book you've got two published how did you get into writing and then we can talk a bit about the wild foundation as well oh fantastic um yeah writing I guess my influence really must have been my daddy. That's what I'm thinking, because when I think back to, you know, how I started loving it was he used to, he's, he's a radio man. So he listens to the radio and the Archers was my daddy's daily show. Love and it. no TV was allowed to be on when the Archers was on. So what could you as a little girl do, but just sit by the side of daddy and wait until the Archers was over so you could put back on the TV. But the archers had a story and, you know, my little mind got caught up in the story. And I thought I could write stories like that. So in my exercise book, as young as eight, if I'd kept them, you'd have seen I'd started writing stories um, with no idea, you know, of my future. So, yeah, my writing started there. My interest, um, you know, coming from daddy, he also provided us with the a library of Encyclopedia Britannicas, which, you know, Brilliant. during the summer holidays and <laughs> Easter holidays, Daddy expected you to at least read one of those and have some knowledge from those books. Um, I, I tended to like the books Mummy had, which were the um, Mills and Boons. So that's where I would escape to leave the encyclopedias and <laughs> escape to Mills and Boons. And I, I guess, you know, I started reading it, but the first book that really grabbed me was, um, and we did it in school in English literature was Barbara Taylor Bradford's Woman of Substance. I loved that book. I loved the voice within it. And, you know, you know, when you just think, I wish I could write like that. Mm. I guess that was the beginning. That was the, my love affair with writing actually started there because it was like, 
you know, people could take wonderful pictures, um, you know, photographers, artists can paint wonderful pictures, but writers, we can craft beautiful words. And yeah, I wanted to um, just go down that route. It took a while, Natalie. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah, as these things do, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And that's, well, that's, please carry on because that's probably really pivotal in terms of you know, listeners listening in, things don't happen overnight. There's, we we see people and we see Instagram accounts and it looks like, you know, one minute that someone's doing something, the next minute they've transformed and they're doing, you know, the great things, but it takes a lot of hard work, right? So much, so much, so much crafting. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And that's how you've just got to look at it. You know, it's a step at a time. And sometimes it's so frustrating because you know, you want things to move quicker and faster. Um, but once you kind of, and I would say there's never a destination, it's it's a journey. Yeah. But once you kind of get to a place in that journey where, you know, it, it could feel like a destination, you, you get time to reflect and actually see that a lot of these things that you went through has actually created the person you are, mm. created the writer you are. and um, in a way, yeah, you, you utilize it. You just use it to expand on your craft even more. You know, there's, there's something quite brilliant in what you've just said there. And it's something I talk about a great deal as well in terms of finding purpose. But we have these visions. We do need to have foresight or rather we need to have vision for the future of where we want to go. But actually our purpose is very much the end goal but also what's happening now it's both and it's a real paradox and it's about really paying attention to the immediate moment and helping yourself and enabling yourself and as you say along the way then reflecting to see what's happened and you know you might end up taking b roads where you know rather than the direct a road that you perhaps wanted to go down but that is then part of the journey as you've just mentioned part of the crafting part of the evolution part of the development to help you become the individual that ultimately will have this, you know, this future, the future you almost. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love what you just said as well. Um, But yeah, it it wasn't overnight. It was a lot of um, disappointment, a lot of, um, some people just ignored you, you know, publishers, agents, Mm. they don't even respond. Um, So, you know, you knock at doors and they get slammed in your face or they don't get opened at all. Um, one door that opened was, I remember many years back now, it's 20 odd years back, was from HarperCollins. And okay. though they didn't accept what I'd written at the time, I remember her saying, you have a voice. You know, she gave me this long letter, which I still have. I know I have it in my archive somewhere. It was probably turned brown now because it was on, you know, written uh, like type typed out I think it must have been um printed in those days but um yeah she's she said you have a voice I didn't understand at the time because you know when you start writing sometimes you don't have all the tools and the knowledge you just love the art um but I wanted to find out well what's a voice what does she mean I have a voice what does that voice sound like um and of course you find your voice through practice you just have to keep writing and writing. Um, and that's what I did. I just kept writing and I just kept knocking at doors. And finally, I got myself an agent, but it didn't actually work out, Natalie, because 
I felt she wanted me to write because um, I'm, you know, I'm an author of color. I'm a I'm a black woman author, and um, I felt my agent wanted me to dumb down on that. She didn't want me okay. to put too many characters in um, to alienate mainstream audience, mm-hmm. and and so you get a bashing as well. You get a bashing yeah. along the way. And um, so, of course, that came to an end because I just couldn't write how she wanted me to write. I, I struggled. I cried. You know, yeah. it, it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah. But I, I, I give thanks for her because um, she also taught me. She was also a good lesson. You know, I know mm. what kind of agent um, I'm looking for now. Um, but when I finally found a publisher, I actually met her at a book launch. And um, she was there, uh, Valerie Brandis, Jacaranda. And um, I heard she was there and I just, you know, presumptuous me, introduced myself and told her I had a <laughs> book. Brilliant. <laughs> I said, I had a book I would really like you to, you know, have a look at because I feel that the audiences that you're, you're aiming at and her audience was not just, um, you know, the BME audience, she was aiming at everyone, everyone who could welcome our stories. So I love that because I'm telling a story for you as well, Natalie. I'm telling a story for people who look like me as well. But, you know, and my audience are women. So, you know, it's my favourite place. Exactly. um, Yeah. yeah. And um, Valerie was great. She said, okay, um, send me, send me your first, you know, 10,000 words. And um, I did. And then I didn't hear anything disappointingly for uh, maybe nearly going six months. But then when I did, it was an invite into the office. Yeah. And I was so excited, but I tried not to be. Yeah. I'm going to be cool. Yes. (laughs) This has happened before, you know. Yes. It's not my first rodeo. I know so by then I just really just didn't want to think positive anymore you know you get to that stage where you you know you hear Tony Robbins you hear Ian Levenzant telling you about think positive and all that but sometimes it just breaks your heart and so I didn't want to think positive I just thought okay let me just go and see what this woman wants she loved the book and she basically you know, told me, signed me there and then. I mean, they sent me the contract afterwards, but she signed me there and then. Wow. And that's how I had my first opportunity as a romance novelist, you know. Um, But I do like to look at myself more than a romance novelist because I write about women's lives. So romance is, we're more than who we sleep with, aren't we? We're more than, you know, who we give birth to or, you know, or who we work for. We are such complexities and I want to you know show that in a woman's story when I start writing about her yeah wow I love you know I've been beaming listening to you absolutely fantastic and it resonates on so many levels and I have no doubt it will do for listeners as well not least actually the level of resilience you have to have in any endeavor and anything that we want to do you're quite right things don't happen overnight and it's having that kind of bounce back. I mean, you talked about Tony Robbins and this, you know, great folk out there that project lots of positivity. But sometimes you really think to yourself, and I've had it as well, and I'd like to consider myself 
a reasonably positive person but sometimes <laughs> you're like I, I just can't be asked this uh, no I don't, I don't want to do this anymore how in those instances you know because you talked about walking through the door into the office which is incredible prior to that how do you find the resilience what is your what are your tips what do you do to help you just carry on with it um and you know good question Natalie and I love that question because um two days ago um a bookseller actually got in touch with me and he's doing something on authors so I'm one of the authors he's picked and he said remind me of what you just asked me I just need to tell you this no, okay no, that's fine. you carry on <laughs> <laughs> he said to me I want three words um that how you think about yourself I don't want a sentence I don't want what other people think I want to know what you think about yourself mm -hmm. and I was struggling with three words so I thought well I'm passionate because I am passionate about stuff you know um, and I struggled for the other two words I thought I don't want to use strong because I don't feel strong at times mm -hmm. and you know is strong relative I don't know I was just you know beating myself up about it and I decided to ask my son number two I have four sons but I decided to ask son number two what do you think is um, three good qualities about me. And immediately he says, well, mama, you're resilient. Ah, and there like, you go. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just said it, you just used yeah. that word. So how do I find it? When I thought about it, my children have seen me, you know, they're grown up now, they're married with their own children, given me grandchildren, wow. but they have seen me struggle. They have seen me and their daddy you know, who we lost two years ago, but we still continue. Um, because my my father always told me, you only fail when you give up. So no matter what happens, if, it, if the brick falls today, it doesn't mean you can't pick it up tomorrow. Just take a step back, think about it and go again. And daddy had this way of, you know, telling you, well, if you don't get in the front door, because, you know, when I used to go to him, oh, I didn't get the job, daddy. And I know it's because when they saw the color of my skin, because they invited me before, but when they saw me, they didn't want me. And daddy was saying, well, if you didn't get in the front door, you know what you do, my child? You go through the back, you go under the door, you go round the side, you but you way. do not give your hands up and say, poor me, you know? So, yeah, yeah I just always feel that no matter what happens, you have to keep going and um, yeah, the past two years with the pandemic and us losing, you know, our patriarch like that, it, mm -hmm. has, it has meant even more, you know, pushing myself to keep going. Cause I hear daddy, bless him, he's gone now. You, you don't fail if you don't give up. Mm. And, you know, he's very religious. He would always say, God loves a trier. <laughs> you know <laughs> I love that expression so yeah I, I was brought up on quotes Natalie if I could tell you some of the quotes <laughs> you would ask my daddy a question and he would just give you a quote you brilliant know? oh I love that and but again you know it talks on resilience there doesn't it and I'm really sorry for your loss and also as well actually if we reflect back on the other uh, your other point early when you talked about the potential publicist and how she wanted you to write books to remove almost who you are in the book and you know it, the representation is so important and having women of color and that, I mean it really hurts to hear that you experience that so I am so sorry and I 
I hope things are improving now. And well, particularly with you going through the doors regardless anyway, however you do it, it's admirable, truly admirable, which I, I suppose leads us quite beautifully onto the work you're doing now with Wild Foundation and how that kind of links in in terms of writing. So what got you started there and, and, and what's the Wild Foundation about? Because it's, I want to make sure I get it right. It's writers, no, women well, actually, I'll, I'll let you say the acronym, so I don't <laughs> want to get it wrong. <laughs> okay, it's um, wild. It's wild with an E. Everyone, when I say wild, people say, as in Oscar. I oh. said, no, wild with an E, which is women in literature, development, empowerment. And um, that came about actually around my kitchen table. You know, we used to wow. have our little meetings and... Um, entering into the millennial, you know, we wanted a new story for ourselves as, you know, black women, we wanted to control our own narratives. And um, I'd been a journalist, I'd been an editor, I had all this creativity behind me. Um, and also what I'd done, I'd worked in a women's refuge. So whilst working in the women's refuge, I was able to I guess they don't like me a lot, my managers, but I challenged them. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) I would say things like, you know, in the welcome pack, could we put a a journal? Could we just, I'll go to the pound shop and I'll buy, we had, you know, a house of 12 women. I said, give me 12 pounds, I'll go and buy a a journal. We can put them in each pack so they could write. Because to me, Natalie, it was important to write. Mm. I found great comfort in just oh especially these past two years in just bleeding onto the page Mm. and when you have a broken woman in front of you who doesn't see herself anymore as a woman Mm. um and you offer her this platform she shies away at first she thinks you know who who wants to hear my story you want to hear your story. Just hear what you've gone through. Just start writing what you've gone through. This is how I would tell it to my clients. Mm. And it took off. And, you know, that refuge kind of like, from then on, they had journals in, in packs. And I thought, wow, I'm going to set up a women's charity that uses creative tools mm. to empower women. So I, I don't like calling them... And they don't like to be called victims. They don't even like to be called survivors. They just want to be known as an empowered woman and now an influencer because I've been through all of that and I can influence you, you know, to look ahead. So that's the kind of, you know, you were there, you know, at our session. So you kind of heard how we were like, had so much passion and so much ideas. And But I must say what you guys did was, put us on the the straight road where we could actually focus and know that we don't we no longer need to please everyone we could just look at this particular strand and go for it so yeah we 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 still discuss you a lot (laughs) oh no I absolutely love that day I must say and, and catching up with you and really understanding the intricacies and 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 also just being able to support a bit because it's quite incredible 
even from my own point of view, I learned so much from the other, you know, experts who were there in the room, as you say, empowering each other, actually, because when we recognize our own strengths and each other and shine a light on each other, it really brings such a wonderful space and collective voice together and we can all help each other. So I yes. took so much from it as well. And it was really wonderful to see the passion and, and be able to contribute in any way that we could. And what really struck me and, and what I'm loving about what you've just said there as well, because I use it in coaching too myself. I find with some of my clients, when you ask questions, when someone wants to get to a solution or get to the end goal or just work through what they've got going on at the moment, sometimes words are difficult to find when you're using them in the, in the vocal way, when you're speaking them. But if you ask someone just to write down, even from a prompt, perhaps, okay, how, how are you feeling here? Or just write down from this image, what, what does that stir within you? Or what's going on? And how are you feeling in this moment? The, the profound insights that I've had from clients, and it sounds like the same from you with, with everybody in the organization, it's enlightening. It feels empowering because you find it yourself and you're releasing something as well. And also it's quite magical what you've written down. It's really powerful. So I wholeheartedly support what you're saying. Creativity in that sense and tapping into the right side of the brain is, is amazing. Yes. And this is, this is the, hot, the difficulty we have now, Natalie, is that some of the funders, they, they trivialize, you know, writing. And the other day they turned down one of our funding application and um, I was livid. I was like, I want to know how many women was on that panel because I bet you there weren't no women on that panel. It's yeah. just men you have on that panel deciding for us. So I was a little bit like, you know, over the top. And they were like, um, no, there was a fair balance, Rashida. <laughs> there was one. But um, <laughs> you felt your passion was coming through. <laughs> yes. I didn't see it because I, you know, most of the time when I speak to women, just like you said, they, they get it. They understand it. And our mayor, he got it. You know, he's a, he loves Keats and he, he actually recognizes that, you know, um, creative expressions, you know, can actually release trauma. Mm. So it was brilliant to get that acknowledgement from him, actually. And I'm going to use it as one of our quotes on the, the website because you guys have taught us how to do little things now so when we we get brilliant feedbacks we know where to use them now brilliant. but um yeah oh so fantastic so talking a bit more about wild then so it's an absolutely incredible foundation focusing on enabling and empowering women and um, and, and girls who have been through um quite have had a really tough life to that point and getting them to be able to verbalize what's going on with them and giving them you know supportive empowering language so that they don't feel or don't want to be using the expressions or you know victims or, or, or survivors in that sense you've got a writers festival coming up to support and you know bring money into the, the foundation as well to continue your endeavor what happens there what is it you've got going on Yes, brilliant. So it's the Hammersmith and Fulham Writers Festival, and it's open to everyone. We want everyone to come, you know, it's just, we've got big open arms here. Um, it's our second one, because last year, we had our first one. And how we discovered we didn't have a festival in Hammersmith and Fulham was during lockdown, when we moved our creative writing class online, and we had, um, you know, women who through that period, you know, we were like each other's 
tribe you know we mm. hung out with each other we met daily we read we and there were some pieces that you know women which was great got their confidence up and said you know i'd like to read this to an audience you know, wow. we, we had um, a lady, Natalie, and she, when she came here, she had no English, which was about six years ago. And, um, and she hated speaking because her, her perp, her perpetrator had told her that her voice sounds ugly. Right. And so she wouldn't want to speak, but she would write. Wow. So it was very difficult to get her to read. She wouldn't want to read. She'd, part, she'd ask somebody to, you know, she'd share it on the Zoom and let somebody else read it out. She didn't want to use her voice. So when she did use her voice and she got all the applause, you know, she was like, oh, I can do this now. I can go. So I thought, yeah, how come? let's go and find out. So we went down to Bush Theatre. Why haven't we got a writer's festival? They don't know. Found up Hammersmith and Fulham Council. We don't have a writers' festival in the borough. Why? They don't know. So I said, well, if we did one, would you guys support us? And Bush Theatre was like, yeah. Hammersmith Libraries was like, yeah. You know, so we put it on there. And yes, it was to empower um, initially our women to give them that platform to reach out and share. Um, but during that time, it became more than that. You know, it became more than that. We attracted a lot more people, a good mixture, even though I would still say the audience was roughly, um, I'd say about 75% women and the rest would be male. But, um, you know, it was good. And um, from there, we decided that we wanted to actually develop and enhance it into one of the best writers festival in history yes brilliant why not <laughs> we dream big we dream big absolutely <laughs> but yeah definitely and of course we want to use it to introduce new authors as well and um you know we want some seasoned authors some famous authors you know it'd be brilliant if we could get um you know, Jojo Moyes, we love her. And, you know, because Jojo's story, this is what I'm saying, that when you write a good love story, it transcends culture. Mm. It, you know, I'm not going to just read a book that just has these characters. I want a mixture. And Jojo really does it for me, actually. And most of the women on our um, platform, uh, yeah, there are a few that think, no, no, no. But most of us, we like what she does. Fantastic. Absolutely love it. So anybody who wants to perhaps get involved or support or what is it you need in the run up to it? What, what, how can anybody support you in this endeavor or even just turn up on the day? What's the details for the event? Yes, please. Well, we're, we're putting our website together at the moment. So what I'm going to have to do, because it's still going through all those tweets and everything, um, Natalie, is to send it to you later so you could share with your audience. Brilliant. But for now, what would be... Yes, what would be great is for them to enter our short story competition. So any budding writers out there, um, we, and we have categories. We have children categories. So we have the five to eight-year-olds. So you've got a little rug rat that age, please, and they're interested in writing, please encourage them. Fantastic. And then we've got the nine to 13-year-olds, and then we've got the young adults, and then we've got the adults. And the, the closing date for that is the 18th of June. So you've got some time 
to okay. write a good story. The theme is I can and I will. Love so it. it's brilliant. I must say, I do really enjoy all of the quotes that you've given out today, particularly the one from your father. When, if the brick falls today, doesn't matter, it doesn't mean you can't pick it up tomorrow. I mean, I love that. <laughs> but I, I'm going to use that when this show goes out. That's absolutely fantastic. Really brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. The, oh, do you know, honestly, so fantastic to talk to you. It's a beautiful sunny day out here, but I feel really warm and sunshiny inside as well. Your story is quite marvellous and the work you're doing as well to support and enable is, is equally, um, it's powerful. It's really, I mean, it made me well up when you were just talking about that one story about um, the woman who could, well, was unable to speak, but then she did. I mean, that's just changing yes. lives like that is, it's unbelievable. It's yes. what it's all about. It's really yes. incredible. So it's fabulous work that you're doing and I'm, I'm grateful you. for you. So, so one question for you, perhaps to close out um, this show, if I may, what's important for you that we haven't talked about or that might be beneficial for listeners listening in? The really important thing now is for us, to, for you to know our brand and know what we're about. So wherever you see us, you know, you're welcome. You could come. That's really important for us. So the festival, we are going to stream it as well. So, you know, um, I'll get you the information on that as well, Natalie. So um, and we want to raise awareness of the work we're doing. We want to raise awareness of writing and, yeah. of course, reading. Yes. And how it can be used beneficially to to balance out your trauma. Yes. Um, so it'd be, it would be great if you, you, you all, you know, bond with us like that. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. And if anyone <laughs> wants to connect with you, are you online, um, Rashida? Are you, yes, you know, where's I the best am. place to get you? So um, I'm going to give you my email because I've got my personal website, website and we've got Wild website, which I'll let you have as well. Um, but yeah, email me. I, I love email so you can email me on the wild email which is the wild with the e love it 2000 <laughs> at btinternet.com fantastic fantastic everywhere wild with an e 2000 at btinternet.com get in contact yeah. with Rashida if any of this inspires or you'd like to get involved or have any questions or can support in any way whatsoever that's yes. absolutely fantastic. And, and you're creative and you want to volunteer. If you're lonely or feeling isolated, you know, we have a platform for that also. So get in touch and we could just share with you a lot more. And um, you can share with us too, because, you know, we have this motto, each one teach one. So oh. on the platform, you're going to teach me something and I'm going to teach you something. Yes. Amazing. Again, that's empowering though, isn't it? because we can all learn from each other. There's always That's something right. we can learn from each other when we're, when we're active right. listening, when we're open and receptive and we, re and we listen to learn, there's so much goodness we can each take from each other. Yes, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. I've absolutely loved this. This has been great. And it was so wonderful to meet you, you know, back on the 8th of March as well. And, and this will continue. So um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Rashida. 
Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for having me. I hope I'm going to see you at the festival and do invite me back. And I'm going to be inviting you on my podcast when I get it going. Oh, I'm there. I'm, in, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm eager. Just yet, yeah, not a problem whatsoever. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Brilliant. Thank and you I so think much. You're going, to, you're going to love the topic because we're going to be interviewing a Somali woman who um, she's got it. Well, we're back in her campaign with Give Me Back My Clitoris. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Yes, right yes. behind it. Yes, totally. <laughs> I'm on for that. Oh, this has been great. Thank you so much, Rashida. Thank and, you, Natalie. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millisnell. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to seizetheday.simplecast.com for all of my other shows. If you're interested to hear more about coaching, please visit nmscoaching.co.uk If you'd like to chew the fat over some of the topics in these podcasts please come and join me at my Facebook group Dare to Be You and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening.